We are now on the record. This is the videotape deposition of David E. Taylor, a.k.a. The Apostle. Today's date is February 10th, 2015. The time is now 10.41 a.m. My name is Nick Halsander. I'm the video technician. This deposition is being taken at 2055 Orchard Lake Road, Sylvan Lake, Michigan, 48320, in the case of Deborah Ann Frazier versus Ricky Allen Frazier. Case number 2010-773-215-PM in the Oakland County Family Division. Could the attorney please briefly identify themselves for the record? David, you want to? Sure. Uh, I'm Dave Potts. I represent the uh, witness, Dave Taylor. Cal those are my only clients. Colleen Renane appearing on behalf of Rick Fraser, who's to my left. I have a preliminary matter, if sure. I just may make this statement. Uh, the court rendered an opinion in order regarding a motion uh, dealing with a question of a privilege that was raised during the November 12th deposition. The court entered an order on January 28th requiring uh, that the matter be held in the courthouse. Pursuant to agreement of counsel and pursuant to notice, the deposition is being held in uh, plaintiff counsel's office, certainly with my permission and with my concurrence. But just so that the, the record is correct, this is an agreed-upon relocation of the venue, and uh, we, we've done this by consent. That is correct, although... If we run into a problem, I reserve the right to have it relocated to um, the courthouse. You understand you're in agreement with that? Yes. Okay. And that we've agreed that we are going to rather liberally just get this deposition done. And um, I understand that we're going to adhere to the opinion, which may be on a question-by-question -question basis when it comes to spiritual matters but in a cooperative way, and if necessary, we'll seek the guidance of the court. Yes, it's my intention to try and live within the scope of the opinion. I've read it. We've had an opportunity to discuss it. It's clear that the court's trying to give us some direction and guidance, but it may be that on a case-to-case -case basis we'll have to see where we go. But it's my intention to be more cooperative than less and to try to read it as expansively but as narrowly as I can. That makes a quandary, but I think okay. we know each other well enough that we're not right. going to make we're a... A, a fight where we don't have to have one. Exactly. Okay. Um, Mr. Taylor, you were here for a deposition. Let's see what the date of that was. What was it? November 12th. November 12th. And we ran out of time and uh, rescheduled it for today, uh, ultimately through court order. And I'd like to clear up a couple of the things that you said at the November 12th deposition okay, okay? Um, who lives with you at 2008 Victory Lane uh, no one no one lives with you there no other than my son well I mean he mother. counts okay yeah who, who, whoever the human being is yes my son your, and who's your son Joshua Taylor <clears throat> and what's his date of birth um, the 12th, 21st, and uh, it's 2000. And? I mean, 1999, I'm sorry. 
And who is his mother? Uh, Tabitha Taylor. Now you have older children, is that right? Uh, no. This, this oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, my daughter, Destiny Taylor. Yeah. And her mother is Tabitha. Mm -hmm. You have to answer yes or no. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, you have full custody of of um, Joshua. Uh, we have joint. Um, well, I think they give her the. What did what did the court say? Uh, the um, custodial custody, where I don't know the terminology for it, but I know that I have. Um, she keeps them half of the week, and then I keep them. When you say half. them, who are you referring to? It's Joshua and Destiny. Is Destiny an adult? Uh, yeah, now she is. She just turned eighteen. This, I mean, January. Okay, so. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Tabitha Taylor the primary custodian yes. of the children? Is that the terminology? I, well, I'm supplying some. I don't know what it. Yeah, I where don't you either. got divorce and what language they use. Yeah, I don't. Um, but you believe you have 50/50 parenting time. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. And you pay support. Yes. Mm -hmm. How much do you pay? Uh, Seven fifty a, a month. Month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you indicated that when you were in St. Louis, you sleep at two houses, two different places. One is the Victory Lane that you rent. That's a rental. Mm -hmm. You have to answer yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one was um, where JMA my rents at, and I'm not sure how to uh, pronounce the name of the street. Tim Page. Yeah, Tim Page. Tim Page. Mm -hmm. um, how much time do you spend at one versus the other? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I know that yeah. we just, you know, uh, the ministry just acquired that ministry residence uh, uh, now a little over a year. Uh, and so we were preparing things over there. So I spent more time uh, this past little year of helping that. But um, the majority of my time usually is at the apartment, which is my main residence. That's my residence. So you're saying that the Timpage house, what do you call that within JMMI? What, how do you the, uh, a ministry residence, residential center. Okay, residential okay. center? So, yes. Mm -hmm. and what, what do you, and, and do you purchase this? Yes, mm -hmm. the, ministry, the, the ministry, ministry. the ministry, the ministry, ministry. Right. the okay. ministry. And uh, you use that as a residential center? Yes. And so when you're saying you had to fix it up, what were you doing to it? Well, I mean, moving in and that kind of thing. Moving what in? You know, just possessions of the ministry, stuff like that. Then when you move in a new place, you take things in. But people sleep there? Uh, not necessarily on a regular basis. Uh, if I have um, uh, guests who may come out of town, they may come and I may take them over there for... Um, uh, dinner or something like that. And may they sleep there also? Uh, yes, they have been able to do that, but usually I have a hotel for them. And Debbie Frazier has slept there? No. Debbie mm -hmm. Frazier has been there, hasn't she? Yes, mm -hmm. with my you. whole staff has been there, yeah. It's a ministry center. You've had barbecues and pool parties at that house? Yes, mm -hmm. for the ministry. For staff? Yeah, for staff. Do you consider Debbie Frazier staff? Um, yes, she has been on the staff in our ministry. 
What is her title? Um, there is no title. We don't give titles to. She doesn't have a uh, uh, any kind of reference to what her. Well, what's her job description? Um, she's basically a volunteer staff, like most of the other people, and they just they help in any area where they can, where they are asked. So there's no title. So, <coughs> to be considered on staff, mm -hmm. how much time do you have to spend volunteering? Well, that's flexible according to each person, how much time they can give, because it's a volunteer staff. No, I understand a, that, but mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody who occasionally volunteers, as opposed to someone who gets the, the title of being on staff, um, we don't have no distinctions like that. The only thing is, any time that a person can volunteer for the ministry, then that's, you know, that's their contribution as a volunteer. That's what volunteer means, to, to voluntarily use their free time to work. So is every single person who volunteers <coughs> in any manner considered on staff? Um, not necessarily. They have to come and say, well, we would like to be a part of the integral, uh, the bigger workings of the ministry. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so what do you, can you rephrase it or make it plainer so I can understand? All right, so she, Debbie Frazier is considered on staff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so to have become on staff, she would have to come and ask to be an integral part of the ministry. Yes. And it doesn't matter whether she could participate once every three months or daily? Right. Okay. Does she have any um, specific functions uh, locally in Taylor? Um, well, anything that she's probably told to do, um, like the other volunteers, that or that can be done through her, Yes, you know, that would be appropriate. So tell me some things Debbie does for the ministry. Uh, the only thing that I'm aware of uh, that she does is more so um, ushering or, you know, uh, being hospitable to the people as they come into the doors. <coughs> but she goes to the Taylor uh, location almost daily. Yes. So what, that's you don't the, have, that's, let me just say, you don't mm -hmm. have daily things uh, where she would be ushering at that. No, 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 of course not. So those are, that would be more behind-the-scene work. All right, what is so the behind-the-scene work? I really can't tell you. I honestly don't know. You have Bec no idea? No, because I have other staff who they are running that part of the ministry, and they give orders to whatever volunteers come in and tell so, them what they should do. Who's in charge of that? Michelle Brennan. Both in Michigan and in yes. uh, St. Louis? <laughs> yes. So how much time does Michelle spend in Michigan? Um, not that much. Most of it is in St. Louis. Um, our Michigan base is like a adjacent base or you would call a, um, a remote location, you know, that we are uh, doing business out of too. But um, 
her main time is spent in St. Louis. So who is in Taylor uh, on a daily or weekly basis directing Debbie Frazier with what work should be done? Um, like I say, Michelle Brannon is the one over that. She the one that gives the orders allowed to uh, oversee that part of it as well. Even though she's not here? Right. She can call by phone from St. Louis and take, do that. And what kind of work happens at the Taylor location? What what happens there? You've got an office there. Yes, offices. Okay. So what what do you what kind of work do you do there? Well, uh, now what are you saying? Doing ministry time or behind the scene time? Well, what, what kind of work would Debbie Fraser be going there to do on a daily or weekly basis? Um. Like I say, I think that would be better answered by the person that I have over it because I'm not involved in all the intricate details of those things. You don't know what Debbie Frazier does there? No, I really don't. Other than I know I've seen her doing the services when she ushers and do things no, like I, that. I, I'm Have not really talking about services because that's really what Well, that's the time that I see, you know, because I'm basically in most of the time and out. <clears throat> all right. Can you give an estimate as to the number of times you have seen or, not ushering, but personally seen or interacted with Debbie Frazier? Um, it's very rare. Um, it's usually in passing um, very sporadically in a service or something like that. Aside from an actual service, mm-hmm. describe your contact with Debbie Frazier. Well... I really don't have any contact with her like that at all, uh, other than if I pass and see her among all the staff and I say hello to all of them, and it's that's basically it. So you, you never uh, minister to her? Uh, what do you mean, minister? Meet with her? No, of course not. No. Oh. Why do you say of course not? No, because you're saying, do I ever meet with her? Right. That, no, I don't. No. Well, for example, a, a minister, <clears throat> someone may come to a minister or a pastor or someone they perceive to be a minister or a pastor okay. with their troubles or concerns. Oh, ask for counsel? You t- that's what you're saying? Is right. that what you're referring to? Right. Uh, no, I don't. Actually, I have people set up to do that. Right. And who are those people? Uh, Michelle Brannon is really the key. She, sounds like she does everything. Uh, <laughs> not everything, but she's really the executive in the ministry that helps keep the administrative order. Who else besides, you know, I said she does everything, and you you kind of laughed and said, no, not everything. So who who fills in what Michelle doesn't do? Well, I don't understand how to share this with you other than that I have one point person who administrates the staff or the volunteer group of people, and they give out the orders and she has a um, a staff conference call every Tuesday, and she gives out the orders that way. So, uh, you know, it may look that it's difficult for her to do, but really with technology it's, it's simplified. So your right-hand person then is Michelle? Yes. All right, and besides Michelle, who is the next person that you rely on the most? Well, she's the mostly only one at this time. So you don't have any contact with any other staff to 
delegate responsibilities or jobs? Well, that's that was the point of making her the executive to take on all that for me. So you don't you don't have contact with other staff? Oh, it's not that I don't have contact. I don't I don't think it's the kind of contact that you are referring to. Well, mm -hmm. differentiate then for me. Well, the kind of contact I think you're referring to is if I'm sitting with them, giving them orders like that, and I I don't actually because I'm so busy, honestly, and tired a lot of times. So this is why I hired Michelle to come in and to be the executive, and I trained her so she could. Talk what are to you? Other you said you're so busy. What are you so busy with? I'm traveling, itinerary. What, what do you mean? Ministering, traveling different places, preaching the gospel. Can you tell me uh, places you traveled last year? Yeah, um, North Carolina, Virginia, California, um, Ohio, um, Florida, West Palm Beach, um, Other places. Um, I, 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 so many places. I don't uh, remember all of them, but these are just some of the places I remember. Out of the country. Uh, last year, I I stopped my uh, international travel to work on TV ministry. But you, you stopped. But, or what did I misunderstand? Yeah, you. I postponed uh, my international travel so that I could. Uh, well, I was supposed to pick up at the end of last year, but. We were doing a TV um, launching, so I needed to stay in the States for that. A TV launching? Mm -hmm. If the answer is yes or no. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? Uh, TV ministry, uh, a national TV broadcast. And but the year before that, you know, um, and all the years before that, I did all of the international travel. And so I had to postpone most of the international travel to this year, back to this year again. And when you did travel internationally, where did you go? Uh, Korea, Jamaica. I mean, not Jamaica, I'm sorry, uh, the Bahamas. Um, to Budapest, Hungary. Um, to um, those were, I think I spent the majority of my time in Korea last year, uh, back and forth there. So, so when, you, few. <laughs> when you go there, do you take other people from JMMI? Yes. Mm -hmm. Who goes with you? Um, Michelle goes. It depends on who I choose to go or who she would choose to go for. So, Michelle went. Um, Joseph Pastor Joseph goes. How do you spell his name? Uh, J-O-S-E-P-H. Who is he? What's his last name? Uh, Bush. B-U-S-C-H? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, B-U-S-C-H. Uh-huh. And then I allow other constituents beside this administrative group, like if they want to go on a ministry trip. And, of course, Debbie went on one of those trips, and uh, a few other people went. And which one did Debbie go on? Uh, Korea. And when 
there are these trips, who pays their way? Um, normally, um, our ministry take care of it, but the that's for the administrative, but people who want to volunteer and go, they pay their own way. So Debbie paid her own way? Uh, I think so, yeah. So when you're in these um, stateside locations, do you rent or lease out a church to preach out of? No, I'm invited by leaders in different cities and countries. <clears throat> so who would be a leader in Korea that would invite you? Um, it's a number. I was with the Presbyterian um, leaders there. I don't remember their names. Um, and um, I was with uh, Kim. Um, Kim? Uh, Apostle Kim. How do you spell that? Um, K-I-M. Who was who that? Um, she is a, a leader over there that's pioneered in Korea for a long time. What do you mean a leader? State. Pardon me? A leader, a pastor, just pastor. She's a pastor over there. So when you go there, do they pay your way? Uh, yes, they, actually they, um, well, I pay my own way to get over there, but they they support the ministry. What does that mean, they support the ministry? They um, give finances or whatever else support that we need, the place to stay, hotels. So they pay for that? We actually pay for it ourselves, but they reimburse. Or they'll give a donation that will cover that expense for us. Would that be Chim, C-H-I-M, Kim? Yeah, Jenny Kim. Jenny, Jenny Kim. C H I M Kim. Oh, okay. Chim Kim. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> is that who that is? I think. Yeah. Is that how it is it, spelled well, it, there? Yes. Okay. Great. Then that would probably be it. Okay. So the Cor- Koreans uh, donate to your ministry. You're saying, if the answer. Is. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you're stateside, for example, in Florida or West Palm Beach. Um, are you saying you're just a guest preacher? Yes. And is the goal to get donations? No, it's to preach the gospel, actually. And do you ask for donations there? Uh, yes, we have before. <laughs> And do you receive cash from these areas? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you name one church you went to in West Palm Beach? Um, I know. Um, I don't remember the name of the church, but the pastor I do, Pastor Audric. And uh, I can't remember the name of his church. So where do you physically spend most of your time? Um, I'm sorry, I don't understand. In in what state are you most present physically? Um, St. Louis. And and would second be uh, 
Taylor, Michigan? Um, I wouldn't say that because I'm traveling so much. Um, I think most of my time is spent traveling around the nation and different parts of the world. All right, so you're saying at Victory Lane, the only person that lives with you there is Joshua. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. You have to answer me. Yes, yes. Okay. And has anybody else lived with you there in the last three years? Um, no. Uh, I've had uh, people help me as the ministry got bigger. And um, so I wouldn't say people... Um, just live with me, uh, but they support it by coming to help me. Okay, I'm not sure what that means. Well, I mean, just, I may have some staff come over, and they may spend a night here or there, that kind of thing, and help me out, whatever I need for, to get out of town or something like that. You described the Victory Lane place as a very small apartment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-bedroom. Okay, so you're saying you have staff that come and spend the night there? Well, they will if they have to. If I'm got I got to get out of town the next day, and we're taking care of business and things like that. So it's it's uh, um, it's. I wouldn't say that they just stay there. Yeah. Is there anybody that spends more than two nights in a row there? Um, no. What is uh, JMMI's relationship uh, to the property at 11833 South Bandridge Road in St. Louis? Uh, Say that again, I'm sorry. The property at 11833 South Bandridge Road in St. Louis? You're aware of that property? Um, I'm not by the address. If you would give me a little bit more information, um, which one? Well, I'll show you a picture of the the house. Okay. I guess it's best called a house. Yes. Is that familiar to you? Oh, yeah. The ministry. That's a ministry. That don't even look like the house there. Um, That don't look like the... uh, Yeah, that's why I'm I'm not acknowledgeable acknowledgeable of that. It's JMMI listed under them. Yeah, but that we probably use that like um, uh, for a startup place for. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, this was. Uh, this is not where we are now. I, I. I can't say. I don't know what place that is. I don't know if that was just. Um, uh, that really don't look like the the house that we currently have as a ministry. I don't, I don't You, you know. don't know? No, I mean that, that don't look like the location Do you where have we're m- at now. more than one ministry house? Um, we have just one. That's it, other than the residential center that's on 10 page. We have one other. Have you ever had more than one simultaneously? Um, with another? Not really, no. Is um, the house at 5209 Trail Oaks Drive, Blackjack? Missouri, is that? Yeah, this is the one here. Yeah. So are you saying that at some time you may have used the South Branridge home, but you don't currently? Yeah, right. Maybe that's what happened and that's what it looks like that, but that is not current. This is what I know that the ministry 
uh, rents out in our own name. So can you give a time frame for when the South Brandridge Road house was used? I can't. I'm, I'm not sure of that. All right, but is your testimony that it has no relationship to GMMI or you at this point? No. Is, is it your testimony? Yes. That, no, that no, it doesn't. It I has don't. no relationship to you. Yeah. Now, this one on Trail Oaks, that's the one you referred to as the ministry house where you didn't know the address before? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, is this in a residential area? Yes, it is. And do you own this house? No, we're leasing it. You lease. And, and what mm -hmm. happens at this house? What's well, its purpose? Well, uh, I think I shared last time it's a place where uh, I allow those who may be volunteering and um, they come to the city to want to work for the ministry. And so they may not have a place to stay. So I'll allow them to stay there if they want um, or if they need that, um, you know, maybe one or two people. Uh, but it's also a place where um, we have done, like um, in St. Louis, it's one of our startup places until we build the um, the facilities that we are saving money for. What do you mean startup? Well, like, you know, a small business starting garages, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you hold meetings here? No. And, and this is in a residential, uh, looks almost like a sub, uh, subdivision kind of house. Mm -hmm. You have to answer yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. And the subdivision allows you to run a ministry out of that house? Well, uh, actually, we've talked with them, and uh, it's not wrong that we are, because uh, we're not uh, doing no kind of big operation. I mean, it's just like a startup business like many American companies starting garages here. So when Debbie Frazier goes to St. Louis, mm -hmm. does she stay at this residence? Um, not, that, no, not that I know of. I'm not positive about that. I don't, I don't think there's room there for that. What do you mean there's not room? Room to stay there like that. I thought you said you allowed people to stay there. Yeah, I said, you know, if there's room or... But I don't think there's room for nothing like that. Okay, so I'm what sure she may get a hotel when she's in town. I, I don't know. But you, it would be good if you could ask Michelle because she deals with that. So what is that place used for? What's the residential use for if people don't stay there? Well, I just shared what it's used for, that it's um, a, you know, one of our startup locations uh, to help the ministry save money as an overhead until we build what we're going to build there as the global headquarters. All right, so what happens at that residential house? People don't stay there. You said Debbie Frazier doesn't stay there. I thought mm -hmm. it was for volunteers to stay. So what do people go to that house to do? Well, uh, there are computers there that, you know, they just do minimum work tasks to organize the ministry or answer phones or stuff like that. It's a work center? Um, I wouldn't call it a work center. Uh, it's more of a startup place, like, like a small business, you know, like a small business that, Americans do. They start I, I up in a garage. I know you keep saying that, but what is it mm -hmm. that happens in there? Is it, it's work. Yeah, is that what you're, you're saying? It's volunteer work. Yeah, you can do. You could say that. All right, so it's you like an office. Almost, yeah, like a startup. Uh, it's the same thing of a small American company. Okay, I'm in not a interested in, in small well, American companies. I'm just companies. telling Sir, you. Yes. We have to not talk at the same time. Okay. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of this location is. Okay. And your, is your testimony that this is an office where people go to work for JMMI? Yeah. I mean, the only way, I'm trying to explain to you what it is. Do you understand what a small business is Sir, in America? That, that's not... Well, you I'm don't trying get, to answer your question. If you don't listen to what I'm saying, then you're not... This is not a dialogue. Know. I well, ask you questions and you respond. I'm answering you. It's best you. you can to answer the question. If you don't understand the question, <laughs> yeah. just if you don't understand it, that's one thing. Okay. But you have to... Answer the question that's asked of you. Yes. To, to the best and I'm that. answering. That the only way I know to explain to you what we're doing is like a small business okay. out of a garage. So that's, is an, it? that's an analogy. You can tell them. Do you answer the phones? Do you greet the greeters? Oh, yeah. Do you send out mail? Whatever yeah, you I just do. Say, yeah, I just said that. Do yeah, there. I do. We do minimum office work or answer phones. And so it's an office. Y- I guess if that's what you want to call it, no, I don't it's know. That's not what I, I want to call it. I'm trying well, to get a handle on. Well, that's not what we call it, so I, I can't. I can't. What do you call from, it? I call it a startup place. Go uh, to the startup place. <laughs> Is that what you say? Yeah. No, I don't say that. Uh, I just call it a place where, you know, we don't have a name for it. We just know what we're doing with the place. All so. right. When you're talking about somebody being there, how do you refer to this location? What do you mean? Someone. What being do you there? call it? Go to the office, go to, uh, what do you say? What do you refer to this place as? Um, well, we surely don't call it an office. We just, we call it a house, you know, go to the place. Go to the place? House. yeah. Mm-hmm. But is there any activity that goes on at that house that is not, in essence, office work for the ministry? No, uh, not that I know of, no. Okay, so it's an office where people are phone calling, doing mail. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it, some of that takes place, yes. Okay, and what mm-hmm. else takes place? That's it. That's all I know for that, honestly. Have you been there? Yes, mm-hmm. that's why I know what goes on. When mm-hmm. Debbie Frazier goes to St. Louis to do work for the ministry, is that mm-hmm. where she goes? Uh, she has been there, yes. Where else would she go to do work for the ministry? other than this location? That's the only place I know she goes, from my understanding. Are there any people that sleep at this house regularly? Um, yes, there are people who do sleep there. Who is that? Um, honestly, I don't know those, you know, know who does. Have no time. idea who sleeps there? No. So, but you can ask Michelle. She should know those answers. Do you know how many sleep there? No. Are, this is a three-bedroom house? Um, actually, I really don't know how many bedrooms it is. And you don't know who <laughs> sleeps there on a regular basis? No. Are they uh, staff members? They would be volunteer yeah, staff. Someone who needs a place to stay. Does JMMI pay any of your auto expenses? Uh, Yes. And how much? Auto expenses. uh, I wouldn't wouldn't know exactly how much. You don't know how much you get? No. Who would know? The board takes care of that. Who's Uh, the board? You can ask Michelle. She's another person to refer to. What about your housing? Does JMMI pay any of that? Yes. Mm-hmm. You get a housing allowance? Yes. And how much is that? Uh, I'm not sure. 
And do you report these uh, allowances as compensation on your tax return? Um, honestly, I don't know how all that work I have other people who does do that. So you can refer to Michelle on that. Michelle does your taxes? No, I have other people do it, but she's over a lot of that, the financial aspect, too. So who does your taxes? Um, I, some firm. I, I don't know. I have a financial um, board that Michelle runs, and they have all that. <coughs> so you can ask her. <coughs> so does she handle your personal finances in addition to JMMI's finances? Yes, all of it. Personal and JMMI's. Yes. On the November 11, 2014 JMMI balance sheet that you produced for your last deposition, um, it lists over a million dollars as an asset labeled collectibles. Mm -hmm. You have to answer yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what are those? Well, those are collectibles that are a donator um, who donated uh, over a million dollars in collectibles to the ministry. So it it comprises of all these different things that that values to that much. What kind of things? Um, old toys, you know, um, stuff like that. Collectibles, you know, to old things that people would spend certain amounts of money for. Was he an antique collector or something? Uh, not an antique. I don't remember antiques. Baseball cards, uh, you know, that's things like that. Barbie dolls that were Where are old. those things located? Uh, they're in St. Louis. <coughs> Where? Uh, in, um, I thought they were in a storage place. They're in a storage place. And what's the plan for those? Oh, to... Uh, liquidate that and for the ministry. And who's the person that donated there? Um, we have an order that he is required to disclose anybody that's over $5,000. Can I see that? Yeah, but it'll take off to go get it. I mean, I'll have it. Yeah, what is the objection? Well, first of all, it may be, it may be privileged, it may be somebody else's uh, identification of who they are. So, to the extent that it's public, I have no problem with it. It has already. to be public because it's a charity. If it's already charity. been publicized and reported, that's one thing. If it's not, then that's another question. I, it, just, I just need to see it. It has to be reported with the charity. They have to. And I don't know that it has been. So I just, I just. Well, when did you receive it. these? Um, well, it's on the 2014. It could be on a PNL. It could be a. It could be uh, somehow disclosed, uh, being held by another entity. I just need to know what <coughs> the scope of this is because it's on their balance sheets on their 990, which are public documents. Yeah, it's on public documents that the ministry has to file. Well, if they've been filed, that's one thing. Yeah, it's on their balance sheet, 2014. Well, they don't have to file their balance sheet. Yeah, they have to file their their financial information with the IRS. And well, there is. They, it depends. They have to file certain information with the charities, which includes donors. Well, I can tell you the November twelfth, two thousand and fourteen order 
Um, covers only individuals who donate less than $5,000. Well, if they're required to file... He's required they, to produce no, if, it. If the entity... No, that's not my, yeah. my objection. My objection is if they are required... If the ministry is required to file any kind of form, state, federal, or otherwise, then I have no objection. It is, they are. All right. Now I need to see the, the scope of the order so that it, it defines what has to be produced. Because any, just, it all just has because to be the produced. court decides it wants to order something to be produced doesn't mean that it's appropriate. And but I'll make court an order is a court order. Well, yeah, but... It's a court order. It, it is And he it has is. to disclose, or JMMI has to disclose, who their donors are. So that's what I'm asking. Who's the donor? Well, first of all, this is the witness. He's not JMMI. Okay. He, he, for all intents and purposes, he is. But he's not. He's not. President and CEO. through that. Okay. We'll allow this because this is, the order requires it not to be disseminated. No, it only I can only not disseminate this information the less will than not 5, be disseminated by defendant until it says this until further order of the court, period. No, let me read it the whole thing. That's not what it says. Well, it says this information referring to the amount of the definition. It says that the protective order shall be applicable to govern any and all information uh, is that, obtained, received, um, or regarding individuals who donate less than five. You still have to supply it. But it will not be disseminated. That's my only, point. Only less than five. That's my point. So if he's over five, it's it public information. It yeah. If it's public information. It is. Well, I need to know that. I need to see that. It's reported case. on the tax returns who their donors are if they're over five. I mean, yeah, go ahead. The IRS 990 requires I know what a 990 nine. is, and I don't represent the entity. That's my concern. I don't. Mr. Poling represents the entity. And to the extent that he has an objection on the nine, is he representing the entity? I thought it was just yeah. Michelle. No, he's representing the entity as well. Well, the order says that the only thing it protects are people that are under five thousand because they don't have to be named. People that are over five thousand get named. To the extent that they have been disclosed in a form filed federally, then I have no objection. That's what to ha- that. that's what happens if you do well, over five. To the extent that they have done that. I have no objection if they've been previously required to be reported to the federal government, state agency, or any reporting agency. This protective order only refers to 5,000 and less donors. Otherwise, it's not protected. Well, then the, the objection would only be to the extent that these have been previously disclosed and they're there, then I have no objection to him well, answering the question if he knows the information. I don't know if he has filed 2014 returns, but he's going to I, have to and disclose them. I don't know that yet, but I know you got. 
I believe you got 12 and 13. I don't know that 14 It's on is. their balance sheet, which will... I, I don't think that there's any privilege. I don't think that there's any legitimate objection to it. The order covers only people with less than five because they don't have to be named or given uh, here's, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to go back and fight the war that apparently was or was not fought over the disclosure of what I think are irrelevant is irrelevant information. But I'm not going to fight that. Okay. What I do want to make sure, though, is if you ask a question, that there's already been a disclosure, a public disclosure, of a form can be uh, it can be a 990, can be any kind of mandated requirement that he or the entity, not he, but the entity has to follow because of its charitable status. I think it's probably it's a not-for-profit corporation. It files under some sort of charitable designation as and a federal agency. And they have to list them. And they have to file forms. If those are filed, then I have no objection to the question at all. Well, they're going to be if they haven't, so I well, don't... If they haven't been, then they, you know, they can't talk about something that, that will be that hasn't been done, hasn't been published. But there's no... Yeah, I, I'm not. There isn't a basis for your objection. It's not privileged. It's not subject to a protective order. I understand you don't like it, but I don't see that it's not well, answerable. Well, if you make a relevancy objection, then I could let you take it. Then he's right. Go ahead and object, and let me take the answer. Will you let me know to continue your relevancy objection, form of the question objection, or do I have to make it every no, time you ask? No, you can. Question? I assume they're ongoing. Assume they're ongoing. Yes. Okay. Then you can answer the question. Who's the person that donated the... Let me just form another response. He's not the entity, even though he's the officer of the entity. So the questions aren't posed to him in that capacity. He's not... A, the entity's not a party to these proceedings. It's not even a witness to these proceedings. Okay. It's a separate entity. It's a not-for-profit corporation. It has legal status. It's a lively right. entity. He's an individual here. That's true. To subpoena. Who also is the CEO but he's of JMMI. But he's here in that capacity. We didn't differentiate what his capacity well, should was. should have. Because but it didn't. Well, Nobody cared. I care. You may, but it hasn't happened so far. Well, I'm carrying and making an objection that okay. he's not the real party to, to be. He's the witness. He is a witness. The entity can be brought here, if it could be, or a deposition could be taken, or documents produced pursuant to something commonly referred to, like Legatus Rogatory in Missouri, if you wanted to bring that entity before some sort of body to get orders and get information from them. If Mr. Poling were here, maybe he would or would not have an objection. But he's not the entity, even though he may be an officer of it. It has separate corporate identity. Okay. All I want to know is if he knows who this person is that gave a million dollars in collectibles. You know, that's okay if it has been disclosed. Yeah. Who's Give the name. LC Clark. Um. What is it? LC. Her name is LC. A woman's Forget name? Woman? E L Yeah. S L I S E. E L L E L I S E. Elise? I think L C. I think you pronounced it L C. That's that's All right, so spell it one more time for me. E L I S E. All right, and your last name? Um, I'm not sure about that because she I think she was recently married, so What was the name of the time of the gift? Um See, I, I was going to, I thought it was Clark, but I don't want to do what I did here last time because I don't want them to accuse me of being... Do the best you, you can. It was I don't know. I really, I just rather say I don't know. No, no you don't get a rather. What did you I believe? I don't know. You said you... I don't know. Give Excuse your me. best estimate of the name, if you recall. Um, Go ahead. Because I think I'm getting it confused with somebody else's name. That's okay. Name. That's it, the thing. Elsie Clark. 
to the best of your recollection. I don't I think no, I just think it's another. I think that's wrong. I'm mixing two names. Is that something Michelle would know? Yeah, she would probably know that. And do you think these collectibles are in some storage center in St. Louis? Yes. And ultimately it would be to liquidate them? Yes? Yes. Okay. Have any of. Is there any inventory of the collectibles? Yes, there should be inventory. And who would have that? Uh, Michelle would know. Have any of your ministries, uh, including JMMI, been audited by the, by the IRS? No. Investigated by the FBI? No. You or your ministries, that no. applies to. So neither you nor your ministries. No. Okay. And have you ever <laughs> been arrested? No. Ever been charged criminally with any crime? No. Ever been indicted by a grand jury? No. <clears throat> have you ever been sued personally or in any other capacity? Um, not Think about that because that's a large question. Right. I don't, I don't understand. I just don't want to get involved in I need to kind of understand what... A lawsuit. Have you ever so been what, a defendant? Have you ever been a plaintiff? A party? Um, a lawsuit. Were you divorced? Yeah. So, yeah. You were, okay. You were involved in a yes. divorce action. Okay, that's great. one lawsuit. Anyway. Okay, great. Did you file or did your wife? My wife. All right, any other lawsuits that you were involved in? Not that I know of. Never been sued by anybody else but your wife? No. no. Never sued anybody else? No, I don't, think, I don't think I've ever done that like that, no. Has JMMI ever been sued? Um, I think they have. Is, is that proper to say that? You can answer that. I think they have. And when was that? Um, it was just recent, um, um, I think that's what you would call that. I, I don't know if that's what you call it. I, I don't know. Um, but well, I know there's a, uh, a, a, a man well, named Jim Patrick that, that used to be a part of the building and he was falsifying things about the ministry owing him any money and a lot of it was from my knowledge was thrown out so I don't know if you call that a suit well, was that was just did the last I, I guess court. yeah I think we had to go to court so it, that's probably what it is alright so mm -hmm. was Jim Patrick the plaintiff uh, yeah and he was suing JMMI uh, I guess that's what you call it is that what well, you I don't you, know no, I really don't know uh, honestly did you I, go to court? No, I didn't go to court. Did you hire a lawyer? Uh, yes, our ministry, JMMI, did that. So. <coughs> and did this occur in St. Louis? Uh, no, here in Michigan. In Michigan. Do you know what, was it uh, downtown in Wayne County? with the Taylor Court? I really don't have that information. I don't know. And what were the basic allegations that were uh, made? Just that, you know, he um, 
he was owed so much money for so much equipment he said that was his or that he don't have and it wasn't true. <coughs> I'm sorry, he was owed money for equipment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not yeah. owed money for equipment, but he was trying to say equipment was his that wasn't his, which they found out to be not true what he was saying. So is that resolved and over with? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll, you probably have to ask Michelle. I'll pause now. So he was saying, in essence, he wanted return of, of office equipment from JMMI? No. I, I don't know all the details of it, so I can't speak on it. I was not involved in that What at kind all. of equipment would it be? Um, I don't know. I don't have any. I really don't have any um, um, understanding of the total thing because what he's trying to do is really sue the church before we got the building uh, who that he was a part of. But okay, because wait, we back, bought back the building, up. he's I guess he thought we had his equipment. So what <coughs> building are you referring to that you bought? In uh, Taylor, Michigan. What ministry building? bought that? Mm-hmm. What building? Um, on the two o three two o Superior Road. So you own that building and you lease it to the church. Yes. And how much do you get in lease money? Three uh, k. A month. Yeah. And you also run offices out of there. Yes. What about the lawsuit filed in 2006 by GE Capital Information Technology Solutions where you and Resurrection Media Ministries were named as defendants? Um, I can't remember everything that that was about, but um, I do remember something like that. And because um, I, um, I filed bankruptcy, I think, and... Um, Personally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, When did you personally file bankruptcy? I think that was in, was that, I, I don't know the exact year, but I know we were having proceedings around that. Well, approximately. That I, I understand you don't know exactly. Maybe fit 05 or 06. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. So you filed personal bankruptcy, and was it the result of or in some way related to um, the GE Capital Information lawsuit? I think. That's been so long ago, I don't remember all the details to that. What was the essence of the lawsuit? That's the thing, I don't remember that. No idea anything about it? No. I remember the GE name, I just don't remember what it was about. But it was significant enough that you filed bankruptcy? Well, that wasn't the reason why I filed bankruptcy. I just remember the bankruptcy thing happened around that time. Why did you file bankruptcy then? Um, because of um, the the ratio to debt. What kind of debt did you have at the time? Um, um, What what debt did I have? I can't remember all of it, but... uh, it's not something I remember in detail. Mm-hmm. I can't, can't remember. Can I, can I ask a question to ask mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Where do you file bankruptcy? Well, I'm going to. I'm not, I mean, if, just to, if it was here. Well, the, I'm going to get to that. 
Were you residing in St. Louis when you filed it? Mm-hmm. You have to answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so did you file it in St. Louis? The St. Louis Federal mm-hmm. District Court? Yes. Mm-hmm. And where was this lawsuit by GE Capital? Where was that filed? I think it's in St. Louis, yeah. So would it be fair to say that there probably was a judgment against you that you wanted uh-huh. to discharge in bankruptcy? Don't speculate if you don't know. I don't, don't know. Speculate. I don't know. Well, when you started to answer questions about GE, you, you mentioned you filed bankruptcy. So I assume there was some relationship. I don't think so. I just, that came to me, and I, I wondered what that was about. So i just rather say I don't know. I really don't know. It's been so long ago. Do you, if you were guessing even, would you say that you had a judgment against you for that? Um, I, I think that was, uh, I guess, for... I don't know if that was what that was about, but... And you have no recall of what that lawsuit was about? No. And at that time it was Resurrection Media Ministries? Yes. Mm -hmm. And when did that name um, come into play? Um, That came in 2000... I mean, I'm sorry, 1995. I think it was legally filed in, and um, um, 98 or maybe before 98. I'm not sure, but around 1994 to 98, around that time. And when did it end? Uh, I think 2007 or six. And why? Uh, we just wanted to start a new name. Were there debts against this ministry? Uh, yeah, there were some debts. Were you, what was your role in uh, this Resurrection Media Ministries? Uh, I was the CEO. Mm-hmm. Was Michelle involved in that one? No. Who else was on the board Resurrection. I don't remember. It's been so long, honestly. So did you, in essence, just abandon that name and uh, ministry? Um, I don't know what you mean by abandon. No longer called yourself that? No longer participated under that label? Right. Mm-hmm. And you b- believe... And you believe that there were there were debts associated with that? Yeah, there were some. Mm-hmm. Was that part of your reasoning in changing the name? Uh, no, I don't think that was the reason. No. Who else was part of the decision to change the name from Resurrection to GMMI? Um, no one but me. Just you. Mm-hmm. And so why did you do that? Uh, I wanted to start under a new name. Um, why? I just felt we needed to start under a new name. So there wasn't anybody else on the board but you? No, I'm sure there was a board, but I don't remember. Okay. Who they were. And was there anything in between um, Resurrection and Joshua Media Ministries? No. So you went from one directly to the other? Mm-hmm. That's a yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> 
What about uh, the lawsuit filed by all winners investments with you and CompuCom IT solutions that were named as defendants? Tell us about that one. I don't I don't remember anything about that other than that being a, a company that my ex was involved in. When and you say your ex, who are you referring to? Uh, Tabitha Taylor. But you were named as a defendant. Probably, yeah. Because that's that was a company she was in or a company she was working with with her business. And what's the time frame for that? Time frame? When this lawsuit was filed. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's around 05. I think when real estate dropped. Because that's what that was concerning, a real estate business or venture. What does all winners refer to? I don't know. You don't know what the company is? No, that that wasn't her company, I don't think. That was a company I said she was working with. In okay, and what was the name of her business? <coughs> I don't know. Was it CompuCom? I'm not sure. Would Michelle know about this one? Um, no. Was this in St. Louis? Yes. Was there a judgment against you and or your wife? Yeah, I think there was a judgment. So that may have also factored into your reasoning to file bankruptcy. Was it this judgment? Um, I don't think that was the only thing. I'm um, not saying the only reason, right? Mm-hmm. but one of the Maybe. factors. Mm-hmm. You have to answer yes or no. Yes. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you had criminal charges filed against you in Clay Circuit Court in 2007. What was that about? I don't know. I don't remember no criminal uh, charges against me. You don't remember any criminal charges in Clay Circuit Court? No. Mm -mm. I don't ever remember going to any court about no criminal activity. What about the criminal (coughs) charges filed against you in Pettis 18th uh, Circuit Court in 2007 and 2013? Um... I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. The criminal in 2007, 2007 and 13, or any for that matter. I don't know. I have never been to court for no criminal charges. <coughs> Did you ever that hire? An, pardon me. Go on. Did you ever hire an attorney to uh, represent you in any criminal defense manner? Um, yes, I have. Um, and that was the only thing I could think of in 13 is um, me, you know, when I disciplined my child. And that was the only thing. So I I, I don't know anything other than that. Tell criminal. me about that one. Was that in St. Louis? Yes. Mm-hmm. And which child was that? Um, that was last year, I think. Or the year before last, if I'm not. 13. So. Which child? Uh, Destiny. Your 18-year-old daughter? Yes. Mm-hmm. And was this done through Children's Protective Services? I think so, yeah. And what were the allegations? Well, that um, that I had disciplined her because she skipped class 20 times, and, and they felt me. Um, my discipline measure of using a belt was abusive. All right, so you you used a belt in disciplining Destiny? 
I don't know if I can speak on that. Uh, can I speak on this? Because uh, my my lawyers told me don't. Uh, then, I, not knowing this, the status of those proceedings. Is it resolved? Mm -hmm. Is it all done? It, it, um, I'm, I'm going to object to Well, let me just ask if it's okay. what the status is. Um, I don't know. All right, I'm not asking you to say what you did. I'm just asking if the mm -hmm. allegations were that you disciplined your daughter with a belt and caused okay. uh, just gonna, allegations. Yeah, but you, you may ask, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose a constitutional mm -hmm. protection. Uh, What's the constitutional? I'm not asking him to say what he did or didn't do. Mm -hmm. Anything that might lead to or otherwise be might considered to be incriminating. I think he's got a right I, to assert the fifth. I think right. he can tell me what the allegations are. That is not privileged well, Fifth Amendment or otherwise. Well, it is because he doesn't, if he doesn't know, he's I speculating. And I'm well, he's not privilege. saying that. I don't well, know. I'm going to assert the privilege. It's absolute. Somebody wants to take it. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know who the lawyer is. He doesn't seem to know the condition of the matter. So to avoid any kind of drift, and I think maybe you, you might be concerned about it as well. Well, is this... Is this uh, let me ask you, did this rise to the level of court intervention by the local court in um, St. Louis that, that does... Uh, don't speculate if you don't well, know. I, I please don't, don't know. testify for him. Well, I don't know. I Did mean, you go I'm to court sure. on it? Um, what court? What do you, any what court. You, Did you ever go to any court about these allegations that you disciplined destiny um, physically? The belt. So would the... Would family court be yeah. known as... If oh, you know. Yeah, yeah family court. So yeah. you did go to family court. <laughs> Yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. And what was the outcome of that? Is it done? Is it pending? I don't know. You, do, you have no idea? No, I don't know everything. Is that why Destiny doesn't live with you now? Uh, yes. When was the last time you were in the family court about this? Um... I can't remember exact day. It was you last year sometime. Last. last year sometime. It's the beginning, you know, what season, just approximate? Um, I can't remember. I really don't know. I know it's last year. You have no idea if it was in January versus December? Uh, oh, I know it was not way back in January, but I really don't know what month it was. Okay. I don't. Is, is there any uh, continuing court date? <laughs> Um, I think there is, but I don't know when. Who would know that? Um, Michelle would know that. Do you have a lawyer in these proceedings? Yes. What's the lawyer's name? Um, Mark. Get another name? Huh? Full name? Full name? Um, <laughs> his last name is skipping me. I always know his last name, but... Uh, If you need me to, I can get that for you afterwards. Was he court appointed or did you retain him? I retained him. Uh, Mark. Um. Did you retain him through JMMI or through your own personal checking account? <laughs> it is I don't. Objection relevancy as to how he retained him. First of all, we have to, need to know do, who this can, guy is. You can do relevancy, but I'm still well, asking him. Drew. I don't know. Yeah. First of all, this whole line of questioning is irrelevant. I don't know why that, that's fine. Well, it certainly does matter when he has pronounced in his last deposition that Debbie Frazier is a fine uh, mother. So the fact that well, he's involved... Well, that has nothing to do with his 
sense of his, his sure it uh, does. history experience. Sure it does. It's an opinion. You right. can challenge his opinion, but you don't have to. I, I think this whole line of questioning is, that, that is really be. way out of line, frankly. Okay. And if we preserve it, then we'll see who reviews it. Um, but I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to be obstructionist. I'm trying to protect his rights. And I think we ought to be very careful about not knowing what's going on in another jurisdiction when he doesn't know and he's he got a lawyer. Know. Well, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't I think know. he knows. He's already said. He was, it was alleged that he uh, well, disciplined her for skipping class with a belt. Yeah. That's pretty straightforward. And then, he, that, then that ought to be enough. Well, I'm not done. In April of 2014, you wrote a check for $3,000 uh, and another one for $382 to the Marks Law Firm. Mark. Which is a St. Louis law firm specializing in divorce cases. Okay. So is it his last name is Marks? Okay, yeah, that probably was. Jonathan and, Marks. Yes, that's his name now. Good. Exactly. And you retained him. Mm-hmm. And Jam Amai wrote the check. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I can show it to you because it's part of the discovery. So why would GMMI be paying for your personal legal fees? I don't know. You um, don't know? Mm-mm. I mean, I have. You can ask Michelle. They, the financial board knows all the IRS laws, and they know what could be done and not be done. So They know the, <coughs> what did you say? The IRS laws. IRS laws? Is that what you said? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So Michelle knows the IRS laws? Well, we have a firm who knows all of that, but it would be better to ask her because I don't who, What I don't firm know. are you talking about? I don't know yet. A law firm or an accounting firm? Accounting firm. And you think the, the accounting firm? Well, in theory, they could reconcile the distribution and give it to them as I understand. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't know how they're doing it, so I, I can't answer on that. Take- I'm going to show you two checks. Okay. Uh, made out to Mark's law firm and ask you if that is your signature on both of them. Yes, of course. Okay, so you mm-hmm. wrote the checks from an account that is Joshua Media Ministries say expense that account. You can, you can right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you wrote the checks to Mark's law firm, signed the check from a JMMI expense account. Yeah, I think I signed the checks, but um, like I say, Michelle would know better what these went for. You don't know what they went for? No. I mean, well, I see what they went for, but like I say, it would be better to ask her because I don't know. I have checks signed so they can deal with business or whatever, so I don't know how they're all allocating everything. So it would be better to ask her. But you acknowledge that you signed this check to Mark Mm -hmm. from an expense account of JMMI. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who is attorney Jeff Weissman? Jeff Weissman. I'm not, that name isn't registering with me. GMMI paid a retainer of $2,000 to him in September. I don't know. You have no idea? No. Would that be a check you also signed? I don't know. I mean, any checks that go out that me or my board can sign, then I'm not always uh, 
notified on every intricate detail of where the check is going. I have trusted people who make sure that. Who has signatory right. power on the check? Uh, I know account. I'm one of them. I don't know all of everybody. You do. You don't know all the people that are authorized to sign checks? No. I know I'm one of them. <clears throat> what is miracles in, in America? It's um it's the name of the crusades I do in the in the American country. Say that again? It's the name of the crusades that I do in the American country. In the American country? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What American country? <laughs> what, that, what we are on right now. You're talking about the United States? United States of America, yeah. <clears throat> so, Miracles in America is the crusade. Yes, the name of crusade. It's a title theme. Title theme? And what did it tell me about it? Well, it's just a um, a campaign I do to uh, to love sick people who are sick and pray for them. Sure. Sure. Take a minute. Can I do this? Yes. It's Rich. Excuse me. Yeah, go yeah Ricky. Ricky. Yes. We're here. She's not going to have any problems tomorrow. Oh, yeah, she is. Why do you say that? My opinion. Yeah, can we go off? We are back on the record. It is twelve twelve p.m. Ready? Yes. All right. We were talking about um, miracles in America. So explain to me what that is. Uh, it's a it's a ministry outreach of that um, minister to hurting people. What do you mean hurting people? Sick people, people on drugs, or any kind of form of hurt, emotional, mental, physical. So what does the ministry do? Um, pray for people, feed the poor. Um, Where do you feed the poor? Um, well, we was doing it out of the building in Taylor. Um, up until last year, till the, the beginning part of last year, till <laughs> early 2014. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And why did it stop? Um, it's just that we needed a new structure of uh, people to run that part, because the people who we had running it left and uh, went to another place. So, does miracle in, miracles in America? Is that a separate banking account? Miracles in America? Right. I don't know. I don't I don't understand. You don't understand? Well, I mean, I don't understand uh, uh, the question totally. The, does Miracles in America have a separate banking account from JMMI? Not that I'm no, I'm, I know of. I mean, you probably need to ask Michelle. She would know. So, do you, when you say it's a crusade, tell me what a crusade is. It's just a campaign. What does a campaign mean? Campaign is um, um, a, um, a, a purposeful um, ministry endeavor to achieve a, a specific objective. So, is it a request for money? 
Uh, no, it's not. That's not what the campaign is for. It's the campaign is to help hurting people. <coughs> so what do you do to help hurting people? Well, we pray for the sick. We. Um, when you say we, who are you talking about? Well, the whole organization. So do you ask for donations to oh, help? Of course, yeah. Donations, okay. is, that's normal in a charity. So you ask for donations, mm -hmm. and then you pray for these people that you think are hurting. Mm -hmm. No, that ain't how we do it. Okay, well tell me. It. I'm trying to figure this out. Well, I mean, our objective is to help hurting people. And in the process, you know, when most of that's finished, we give people an opportunity to donate to the ministry. You mean when it's like every other ministry does in church. Okay, but what do you mean when it's finished? Well, I don't I mean, understand this, so you're going to have to explain it. Mm -hmm. You say when it's finished, then we give them an opportunity to donate. Yeah, when, I, when we finish helping them or whatever, we give people opportunity to give and donate to the ministry. So are you talking about at a um, specific gathering, for example, at the Taylor? Mm -hmm. You have to answer yes or yes, no. Yes, uh -huh. That you, what, you call people up who need to be helped? Is that what you're talking about? Um, I don't know if it's just calling people up who need to be helped. Uh, only we, we have ex people to come if they need have prayer needs to come up. But that ain't normally just the way we flow in that. But... Um, well, tell me what you do in Miracles in America that's different from your normal ministry. Well, um, there are many ministries that does what we do. I mean, um, it's I just not, want to know about yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's normal. Um, they pray for the sick just like every pastor does in a church. They pray for sick members and people who are hurting. So you say after you've helped them, is that, <laughs> are you saying you help them at one meeting? Is that what it would be? Well, we have multiple meetings, uh, so I don't. We offer canceling and all kind of other forms of ministry. Drug rehab. You offer drug rehab? Mm hmm. Where? Um, there at the Taylor Building. You run a, a drug rehab? Well, not, not something, more on the spiritual lines of canceling and helping them to get off uh, uh, that kind of life, you know. Who does the counseling? Um, I think her name is Mary Jessica. Mary? Jessica. Uh -huh. How do you spell that? Uh, I don't know. Jessica? Uh -huh. And she offers drug rehab counseling? Yes. Is she a, a certified drug rehab counselor? I don't, I don't know, but it's just ministry. <clears throat> I don't. I think you are getting more technical into the legal aspect of it. We're, I'm talking about spiritual ministry and giving people advice to stop using drugs and to pray for them that they will uh, be free from that. Is she a minister? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She is a minister? Yes. <laughs> with what organization? Um, well, she's with us, but I don't know if it's an organization she's a part of. She's a minister with JMMI? Yes. Mm -hmm. She's part of the church that's leasing the building from us. Oh, she's part of the church, the Taylor Church that leases mm -hmm. the building. So that's mm -hmm. not JMMI, though. No. Mm -mm. Okay, so it's not part of JMMI. Well, this is something that is done independently through the people that lease 
the building from you in Taylor? No, no, this is JMMI that has put that in place, and I let ministers from that church be a part of it. So do you pay for that? Pay? I'm sorry, what do you mean? What do you mean you've put it in place? Do you, do you pay for it in some fashion? I don't understand what you're asking. That makes sense. Well, I mean, it, it costs money to run these things. So who, who's... Of course, I mean, I, JMMI pays for the overhead of, I mean, whatever happens in that building, so... Don't they lease it from you? Don't they, they pay you? It. Yeah, but not normally. You know, it's sporadically. What do you mean, not normally? Well, I don't, I don't um, make them stick to that. You know, if if there are things that the church need, I I waive that fee. You know, so. So you have the ability to waive fees of the Taylor Church that leases from you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. What's the name of that church? Um, Kingdom Family Church. So that's not run by JMMI. Um, actually, uh, no, it's a separate entity. It's run by KFC. What's KFC? Kingdom Family Church. Okay, Akron. so they're, they are separate unto themselves. Uh, yes, they are just a part of the movement, you know. I don't know. Okay, well, JMMI is a movement. It's a global movement, and there are a lot of churches who are part of, around the world, is a part of what we do. And they're one of the churches that do. They happen to be leasing the building from us. All right, so when you say that um, <coughs> there is a drug rehab component, you're referring to that's Kingdom Family Church. That's not JMMI. Well, no, that's not Kingdom Family Church. That is JMMI. So we J just have somebody from KFC who is a minister that we allow to run that. Are you on the board of Kingdom Family Church? Uh, yes. In what capacity? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I know I'm on the board, but I, I don't know what official title that you would say. So you're saying that the drug rehab ministry that runs out of the Taylor Building is JMMI and not KFC? Right. Does Debbie Frazier participate in that? Not that I know of. She's not working with the drug rehab part? Not that I know of. Are there any other ministries that you say uh, are run out of the tailor that are JMMI's obligation? Or No. No, just the drug rehab? Right. All right, so when you say miracles in America, you've claimed that you can cure cancer? No, I've never claimed I could cure cancer. No? <coughs> Have you brought people up... Um, to the front when you're preaching and laid your hands on them and, yes. mm -hmm. and cured them? Uh, the Lord does it through me. It's not me Okay, doing so this. the Lord does it through you. Right. Mm -hmm. So has the Lord ever, through you, cured cancer? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how many times do you think that's happened? I don't know. I don't have a count. So let me, procedurally, let me see. So... 
Would the scenario be that you bring people up that you say are sick in some or hurting in some fashion, and you lay your hands on them and, and through um, the Lord they're cured, and that's when you ask them to make contributions because you've helped them? No. Okay, explain it to happened. me then. Well, I mean, there are people who come that are sick, and they all know basically what I say, that I'm not the one who has the power to cure you. God do. But as ministers, he's given us the obligation and responsibility to pray for the sick, to see them healed, that they may be healed. And I can't, <coughs> I can't say if they completely will be or not. I'm not the one who makes the decision God does or whatever, but I do my job to pray for them. And um, as a result of doing that, basically, uh, there are some that are healed, some that are not. So, What other kinds of ailments are healed? Are there people that come up on, on crutches and are able to walk away? Yeah. People that come up in wheelchairs and are able to get up and walk? Right. And do you know these people before they come up and approach you? No. Anybody at JMMI know them? Not that I know of, no. So you're saying that <laughs> of all the the ministries in the world, you've been selected to lay your hands on these folks and to cure them of their physical ailments through God. Oh, Catholic people lay hands on sick people. It they happens. don't. They do not say that they have cured them, though. Oh no! I mean, they pray. I didn't say I cure them. I say I pray for them. You say that the Lord does it through you. That's what you said. Yeah, He does it through others too, okay. not just me. Can you name some other people that have done Catholics that? do it. Catholics don't. They do. I'm Catholic. <coughs> doesn't happen. No, you, you're, part of, you're a certain part of a certain Catholic. There are Catholics who do that. Who believe that they can cure physical illnesses by laying their hands on them uh, no, you're, through God? Yeah, you're misquoting that again. They're not saying that they can do it, but they believe through, in prayer. They believe well, in prayer. Okay, so are you right. saying that all you do is pray and that these people end up being cured? Some of them, yeah. Can you give me some people that have been? I can't. <clears throat> and so then after you've... Is that, is that what you're referring to, the miracles in America? Is that part mm -hmm. where you bring them up and lay your hands on them and pray? That's the miracles part? Okay, yes. that's the campaign? Mm -hmm. And then you were... Um, and then you say if you've been cured, you should donate. No. Or consider <laughs> donating. No. No? I thought you said the, after the, the healing, people that The healing is not a part of any money donations. The, the, the donation and financial part is more of me asking for support to continue these kind of meetings to get broader and reach more people. I thought you had said that after these people have been helped, that you, after you've... I was just stating the, the, um, the succession or whatever. It has nothing to do with... Uh, the way you're trying to word that, you know, about well, this Feel connection. free to, to reword it. I'm just trying to well, yeah, just I'm answer just, the question. You don't have to uh, paraphrase for anybody. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying that's what happens. Is that you call people up, you lay your hands on them, you believe that through you the Lord has cured them? this question has been asked and answered at I, least a dozen times. Okay. So we're not going to do mm -hmm. it again. And that at, then at some point uh, at the end of this service you ask for donations. Uh, yes, um, okay. sometimes, yeah. Um, there has been some talk among your ministry that you're able to cure AIDS. 
Has, is that something you, not you personally, but through the Lord? Have you ever been able to cure AIDS through the Lord? Yes. You have? Mm-hmm. And when did that happen? Um, it's just happened at different times over the years. Do you have any proof? It was verified by doctors, yeah. And is this in St. Louis or here? Just different places. Just different places. And then do you go to the follow-up doctor's appointment with these people and see that their blood work is... I don't have time to do all that. I let them do that. How do you know? Because if if the Lord uh, heals them, then it should show in the medical report. How do you know they're cured? Well, those who are, they come back with doctor reports, statements, and they give witness to it. The people give witness to it, not, you know, not me. So they come back and report that they were cured. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever, through the Lord, heard a, uh, cured a blind person? Yes. And where w- did that occur? Well, it's happened in different places over the years. So, so many times <clears throat> that you can't count? No, I can't. And what about people that were crippled that were unable to walk? Same thing? Right. And then do these people follow you around to your crusades and ministries? Some of them do, yeah. Um but we just mainly just get a whole new group of people because it's not a church. It's more of a, you know, a place where they come to get ministered to, you know, and go back out. How do you receive your donations? How do I receive them? Right. How, how do you go about asking them and funding this? I ask them to give. Who? How? The people who are there in my meetings. So the people that are in your meetings, you request funds from them? Yeah, I ask them to, so. So when you're having a, a uh, oh, uh, what do you call it, the, um, a service of some sort in Taylor, then you ask for um, financial contributions? Uh, yes. Are there any, um, any other outreach for financial contributions other than at the time of a service? Um, of course, yeah. We, we, there are financial campaigns that go on all the time. All right, tell me about that. Um, okay, what do you mean? Uh, what, what do you mean by a financial campaign? Well, I mean, like at the end of the service, I'll ask people if they want to donate and give to this ministry, then let them do that. When I'm traveling to different places, I do the same thing. So that's all part of the financial aspect of our ministry how we receive finances. Right, so I asked you... And in the mail. Okay, the mail. Sending mail. Tell me about that. Well, we just send mail out, letters, tapes, products, you know, and we give people opportunity to give my mailing list, people who have been supporters. I'm sorry. People who have been supporters. You give people an opportunity, and I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, to donate. Mm -hmm. So do you send them products and tapes without their asking? And hope um, they pay you? No, sometimes we just give them out free. We give a lot of things out free. And then hope that they'll donate 
in um, appreciation. Well, the gift is not in hope that they'll donate. We just ask people standardly to give to the ministry because okay. of the ongoing um, vision of what we're trying to do. What's the ongoing the vision? Well, um, to reach the world in America through media, television, and uh, all kind of other ministry outreaches. For Reach them to say what? I'm sorry, what are you saying? What do you want to reach them about? Oh, I want to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Where do you get your mailing list? How do you know who to send mail to? Mm, there's people who who gives us their mailing list or their information. How do in they the do service. that? Oh, it's from people that are in the service? Yes, or so call how, in to the office or whatever. How do you, they know to call? How do they know about you to call? From TV outlets and different uh, exposure through media outlets. In your previous testimony, and the the judge specifically in her opinion said that you had to answer this, um, you said that Jesus appeared to you in a dream Mm -hmm. in St. Louis in 2007. Can you tell me about that dream? 2007? No. I said he appeared to me when, when I got saved in 1989 when I was 17 years old. Is this when you were in culinary school? No, I was in the twelfth grade. So that's when you. But you said you had a dream. Yes, I did. Okay, no, not that one dream. Mm-hmm. A dream later that you were supposed to tell somebody something. I, I and you claim privilege during that. I I don't. You have to be more specific. I'm not right, let's quite go sure. Off. Okay. You got it. <coughs> um. See. Do you want to refresh his recollection? Is that what I'm going to read to him the transcript. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find out which is the best parts to pick. Um, and I'll, I'll give you this so you can look at it. Um, so this, at the, at the uh, last deposition, we were talking about your face-to-face visits with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you answered before 2010, comma, 2007. And then I ask you where it is, and I'll show this to you. You can review this. And you said you were asleep in a dream. And I asked where you were sleeping, and you said St. Louis at your residence, and you said, mm-hmm. And I said, what was that experience like? And you said, well, he just basically appeared to me and showed me something that he wanted me to say. And then when I asked you to explain it, you said it's private, it's priestly. And the judge in her... Opinion said that you had to answer that. Well, she didn't okay. say that. She it, said she had to, he had to answer a certain classification of questions. Not as to that that including question. that one. No, the opinion doesn't say anything about that. But I will tell you, you can answer that question as long as it doesn't relate to any communications, mm-hmm. confidences, anything that was necessary in a, to your in relationship at, with yeah. the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penitent or the... A plaintiff in this action, which is mm-hmm. not a party, but as to those kinds of generic things, go ahead. 
Yeah, um, basically, he spoke to me about our country, America. And, um, now, you, t you said very specifically <coughs> that it was him telling you to tell somebody else that, and you didn't want to disclose who it was or what it was about, not about the country. It wasn't uh, something in well, general. Well, he said he revoked the privilege and not to say anything about it. No, he, 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 said, said, he, he said he wouldn't talk. I don't remember what you're really... Uh oh hold on a second. My mic fell off. Oh. i got to be wired. Thank you. I'm sorry. Here, here's what... It says in the, in the transcript, well, he just basically appeared to me and showed me something that he wanted me to say. And then you say, he basically appeared to me to share what he wanted me to say to somebody. And I said, can you tell me what that is? And he said, it's private, it's priestly. So that's what I'm asking you. And he's going to answer that question. Okay. Right. He will. Who, so, so who were you I, supposed to, what, who is the somebody that you were supposed to say something to? I don't remember it being one specific person as you were wording it. it well, was it's not how I the, worded it. You can read your answer right there for okay. me to the record. I understand what you're saying. Would you saying. please read this, sir? Yeah, I've, I've already read it. Oh, I you want, want you me to say physically? Yeah. Uh, he basically appeared to me to show, he basically appeared to me to show to me to share what he wanted me to say to somebody. Okay, who is the somebody? Um... I guess the kind of talking that is is country. You know, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, so when I say somebody, oh. I don't mean one person. I mean okay, the so group of people that he wants to so say it to. it wasn't... Uh, a specific person, no. It's a group of people in our country. Well, see, it's interesting because later I say, I'm asking you what Jesus said to you in the dream, and you said, I can't tell you. It's for a person yes. that I... Uh, did I say person? Yeah, you said person right here. I don't remember saying that. I don't know if you got that right. Well, it's not me. It's the transcript. <coughs> right. I, I can't tell you it's for a person. Can well, you read I meant that? it's personal. Yeah, I can't tell you it's for a person that I... Uh, I don't remember that, but... Um, okay, so now you're changing that story? No, no not really. expanding on the I'm answer to the question. Yeah. Yeah. The the record, record, it's personal. I'll let the record speak oh, for itself. It yeah. may, but now you're asking him to ask what he meant. Because he invoked the, per, the the penitent privilege, I'm saying, go ahead. He'll now explain it. It's not related to any confidential communications with any individual that right, are protected so I'm not sure by the why privilege. You interrupted because no, no, no. I'm, your testimony is that it was for somebody. Well, it's, you can argue that all you want. I'm going to let him answer the question as it doesn't relate to any particular communication with any it's individual. It's a dream. It's, it's not a communication, dream. right? And, the, and in there, if you read the opinion, dreams are not privileged. Well, not privileged, clearly. I, I'm, I'm not asserting it. Okay, based so then on he should just opinion. answer. He's trying to, and you don't like the answer. Right. No, you interrupted when I said, so you're changing what the testimony is. Before, when you said I had, I wanted to, or I was told by Jesus to talk to somebody, now you're saying, or to tell somebody something, now you're <laughs> saying that's not what it was. Well, you know, I'm expounding upon what I was trying to say. It's not changing it. You just, in whatever it is written there, I just didn't have the time I'm having now to explain what I'm saying. It was personal. It's some personal for a group of people. Okay, tell me, what do country. you mean by that? Well, I mean, there are things that, you know, the Lord wants to say to, you know, certain groups of people in our country. Well, what, uh, what group and what did he say in the dream? Well, he began to speak to me about, you know, them um, giving their life to him. Them who? And repenting of their sins. Well, just sinners. 
So just in general. Mm-hmm. But that's a group, yes. So it wasn't any specific group. That God, You're saying that God no. just appeared to you and said people need to repent for their sins? Yes. I mean, that is a specific group. Aren't we all sinners? <laughs> sinners saved by grace is one group. And then there are sinners who are just, um, they don't know God and they're not, um, they're not trying to live for God at all. So... Those are the people we want to reach, help them. The sinners that are not repenting? Right. So, God appeared to you and said what? That's what he said. About this group. He just said for me to tell them that he was the son of God, that he had risen from the dead, and that he died for their sins. Do you claim to be a prophet? Um, yeah, that's one of my calls. One of your? One of my calls, yeah. Calls? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a prophet? Just a spokesperson for God, a messenger. So you believe you have direct communication with God? Yes. You posted a video on the internet in 2014. Um, It was about the Super Bowl. And you said, and this is a quote, it was shown to me that the Denver Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl. End of quote. Then you went on to say, quote, I understand by the spirit the interpretation of these dreams and I know them to be true. End of quote. And then further went on to say, as a quote, the Holy Spirit has borne witness to me that the Broncos are going to win, end of quote. Mm -hmm. Did the Broncos win? No. Did you take that video down? Oh, of course, yeah. Because it was wrong? Yes, that was really a miscommunication. Between whom? Uh, Someone had a dream they gave me, and um, I tried to interpret it and thought, that I had um, help from God in doing that, and uh, and it's obviously that I didn't. So, just like other prophets in the Bible who missed it at times, I missed that. So it was. Uh, other prophets have missed things like Super Bowls. Not Super Bowls. We no. talk about other things. Yeah. They miscommunicated messages God gave them, and they made mistakes too. But not about Super Bowls uh, or that kind of. Secular well, kind of God uh, is God is in everything. God's so, even in the Super Bowl. No, God is just in everything. Wherever people are, He's there. So yeah. you think that? But that wasn't about to prophesy about a Super Bowl. That was basically to um, show people that um, as the um, who was that the guy who won the cup? He even testified how he had a dream that he would win, and he did win in this last. Um, and the um, thing that was in Brazil, I think, that the huge World Cup, or I, I forget what it is. But anyway, I'm, I, you know, my point was trying to show that God speaks to people in dreams, but the dream the person had was not accurate. So. But the, the dreams I have are very accurate. Okay, so <coughs> who was the dreamer? Um, 
this was just I don't remember who it was. It was a it was something sent in to me. And what do you I mean was sent there to, in to you to interpret <coughs> sent in by hmm? email. Somebody sent Somebody's you dream. Some... Yeah. Someone sent me a dream by email. So you didn't meet this person? I knew of them, but I'm trying to remember um, if it was them who had it or they were saying that they had a friend who told them and they really believed it. So you just it pass on somebody saying something to somebody to saying something and it becomes well, a I, prophecy from, the, from God? No, I have reputable people who have dreamed. Reputable and, people? Yeah, who have dreamed accurately. So sometimes I trust their word. Unlike in this case, I, I don't think I should have used my global platform to do that. So anyway, Did you um, post any sort of um, explanation about why this wasn't accurate? Of course. Mm -hmm. You did? I apologize. Mm -hmm. I don't see that. I've looked. I don't see that posting. How long was that up? It was up a long time. It's still out there. Do you actually. think there's a posting? And tell me what it says. I just uh, explained to the people my heart, what I was trying to do, and uh, how I miss God in that that communication, and so and told them I was sorry, but they've known my track record to be accurate. That they know that I wasn't given the dream. They know when I'm I have a dream and prophesied it's accurate. But I explained to them that um, I was trying to um, actually be. Um, I guess, open to hearing God through other people and <coughs> interpreting what they saw. Even when it comes to football games? It don't matter what it is. It be anything. You said on the video that it was shown to you that the Denver Broncos were going to win. No, I didn't yeah, say that. Yeah, that's what you said. That's a completely. quote. Listen to me. I specifically told them that the dream came from somebody else. And as a interpreter of that dream, I felt that God was showing me that, which I've said to you that I missed that point. I thought God was uh, helping me to communicate that, and I was wrong about that. So, Well, you went on to say, and this is a quote, I understand by the Spirit the interpretations of these dreams, and I know them to be true. <laughs> That's end of quote. And then another quote, the Holy Spirit has bore witness to me that the Broncos are going to win. Mm -hmm. End of quote. Yeah. You said those things. Of course. Of course? Yeah. Okay, so the Holy Spirit bore witness to you. Tell me what, how that happened. It was wrong, so it wasn't the Holy Spirit. So why are we still going over this question? You don't get to ask questions. You well, get to answer. I'm just telling you, you you're being redundant. It don't make no sense. No. You, I've, I've shared what happened. You, answer, you put on... On the whole worldwide internet, that the Holy Spirit has bore witness to you that the Broncos are going to win, right? Yeah. Okay. And why is this funny? You're just funny. Let me make an objection. I understand. You're I am sure all, somewhere in this line of questioning, there's some nexus to your motion to either modify child support, change alimony, or somehow deal with custody and parenting time. Right. It's a little bit tenuous. But 
I understand that's mind. your opinion. Well, it's an objection. Okay. That this there's no. I understand you've got a, a, an ongoing more than relevant, and I and I understand that. So I'll well, let him I, answer it. But there's got to be a point in time where this becomes argumentative, and mm-hmm. therefore we're wasting time. Right. Time is money, and I have no objection I to opening him up. We, we're trying to be as accommodating as we can, but you, you know I I could say. They pass the plate in my church, and they take collections, and I know they do it in the Catholic church. I'm churches, not asking you. And we are paper you haven't taken $1.4 million from a woman who has now... But you know what? Take, turn that down. Is he recording these conversations? No, he's playing her. All right, that's, that's another thing. But I, I certainly hope he's not because it's, not. it's violation of the criminal statutes. If he's tape recording these conversations, okay. I don't want that put on the record no, as some accusation that my client is violating a criminal I'm statute. Not. I just want to know. He just played something off a recording, and I don't he know where it came your from. Client's I don't know that vision that the Super Bowl was going to be that. won by the Broncos. I don't know that. Sure, play no, it again. I don't want to hear it. You well, make representations. It is what it is. You know, we don't have to do this well, at this point in time. Th- he's showing you what he what is. No, I don't care what he's played. done. What your client's done. It's fine. Don't. I mean, it's old. <laughs> it's fine. I really don't. Care. He said it just happens to be me that was shown the dreams in his sleep. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that. Well, you didn't. You know what? Yeah. Just don't okay. be argumentative. I won't. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to ask questions. Okay. You answer them, no matter how absurd. Okay. Tangential. Okay. Elongated, irrelevant, mm-hmm. or otherwise burdensome, they are. Okay. You okay. just answer the questions and we'll move through this. Okay. What's a false prophet? Well, first of all, what a false prophet is not is not someone who won't miss a prophecy. I'm a sorry, false what? Pro- you had a, a lot of negatives pro- in there. No, I said a false prophet is not somebody who don't miss a prophecy, number one. That's what they're not. What they are is someone who have deviated from following God. That's the real meaning of a false prophet. According to you? No, according to the Bible. The Bible says that's what a false prophet is? Yes, anyone who deviates from following God and misleading people to follow the Lord. It don't say that a false prophet is someone who don't have faults. Because obviously a lot of God's prophets had No, no, not false. But people that claim to know things, for example, in the future, who's going to win a Super Bowl and are wrong, isn't that a false prophet? No, that's not what the Bible teaches. Mm -mm. What does the Bible teach on that? The Bible just teaches that a false prophet is someone who do not turn people to God. And where, what site do you have for that? I'm sorry? What site, what biblical site you say that's what the Bible shows? It's in the Bible. All right, where? You got to read it. I can't give you all the scriptures right now. You don't know the scriptures? <clears throat> I do know them, but I can't give you pointing verse. I got to go through the concordance and show you where they are. <clears throat> so, you wouldn't say it's a false prophet to uh, go on the internet and claim to have heard from God uh, what the outcome of something was going to be and, and have it be completely wrong. That's not a false prophecy? No. That's a false prophecy, but not a false prophet. Okay, so people can make a lot of false prophecies, and you don't think they're false prophets. Um, And the reason why I would believe that is because, you know, 
there are people who are sincere and they're trying to hear from God and they can miss God according to where the development of their gift is. So. Okay, so let's, we were <coughs> doing this in the last um, deposition about, um, in your book you state that you have seen Jesus face to face a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, in your last deposition you could only state a couple and they were in a dream. So how many times have you actually seen Jesus face to face? I don't know. It's just been so many times, over 20 years. It, it, tell me what happens when you see Jesus face to face. Well, Has it been over a thousand times? <coughs> it's been, uh, yes, many times. Pardon me? Yes. It's been over a thousand times? Yes. Okay, so when you see Jesus face to face, describe where, well, give me an example of one. Well... I mean, when I first saw him in a dream in my in seventeen, twelfth grade year. Okay, next you know? one. I mean, what you want? How many you want me to list? Uh, as many as you can. <coughs> uh, so many, um, many, many different times. I can't really go through all of them, but it's just so, so many, many times you can't list them. Give me another example. I mean, my book, Face to Face, lifts a lot of them. So. Well, you, you wrote the book, I assume. Yes. Okay, so tell me what's in the book. How many places and times have you seen them? Are they always dreams? A lot of them are dreams. Do you ever sit down communication with them? Um, usually we're standing in the dream. He's relaying a message to me. Only in dreams? Mostly in dreams. What about the clouds? Yes, well, not from the clouds. Uh, you know, I've never said he spoke to me from the cloud. Never in the clouds? No, in dreams, in the physical realm here. and In the physical realm here? So tell me about those. Well, he just comes unannounced, and then he tells me what he wants to say, and he leaves. So you're saying he, he sits in the physical realm with you and talks to you? Not sit. Stands. He stands in a room with you and, and converses in the physical realm. You have to answer out loud. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that's about. Where did that occur? Just at different places. If I'm fasting and praying in the church, he does it. Or just like he did Paul in the Bible, he came in the physical realm and talked to him. So you're equating yourself up. with Paul in the Bible? No, not equating. It's okay. just... I'm equating the same experience, not same okay, person. Okay, so give me an example of where it occurred and when that you saw him in the physical presence like you just said. Well, I just share with you when I'm fasting and praying in the church. He and comes in. He has. Has anybody else seen him? No, I'm by myself. Um, so nobody else can see him or they just didn't happen to see him? What are you saying in what context? Are you talking about when he comes to me or if he's separate going to them personally? What are you, what are you saying? Can't I'm saying when, he, when the two of you are talking and having your, your visit and someone else walks in, would they see him? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's possible, but that didn't happen. So It's never happened that somebody else saw him <laughs> while you were seeing him? No. So no one else could verify this? No. So give me an example of where you were and 
what approximate time, very specifically, when you saw him face to face in the physical realm? Well, I can't give you a time. I just know I was in the church. And, what church? Um, uh, a church in Port Huron I go to to pray. And What's the name of that? That was in 2010, uh, New Covenant Fellowship. And what happened? Well, he just appeared to me and told me, um, you know, a few things that he wanted me to share with his people. And what is that? Um, it's just so much. You want to sit here and listen to the whole thing? Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... Basically, you know, um, just certain spiritual laws concerning the Word of God, His Word. What does that mean? Well, um, there's factors about using His power to love people with it, to help them, basically. Have there been any physical encounters since 2010? Um, yes, there has. And when's that? Um, in 12. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where was that? It's also in the church. Which church? Um, same church. The Port Huron Church? Mm -hmm. And what occurred there? Um, basically, um, him sharing another message of what he wanted me to share. And what is that? Um, this one was different. It was more concerning what he wanted me to do in America. And what did he want you to do in America? Um, basically, um, to hold crusades and to tell people about the gospel and what he did for them 2,000 years ago. So this was a a, uh, a a big vision that he shared with you. Yes. And you were standing up in the church in uh, Port Huron. Well, I was on my knees, but he was standing. Oh, I thought you both stood up. Oh, you, I told oh, you okay. he stands. We got to stop. It's changing the disc. Huh. We are going off the record. It is twelve fifty-seven p.m. <laughs>